0: Can <laughs> we, we all get along? Terror, horror, death. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no side. One? <laughs> Last week on our- It has been too long, I think we can all agree. My apologies for this delay since the last episode of Last Week on Earth. Brain trust, I'm just trying to, A, I'm very busy, but B, I'm trying to process all that's going on. And I feel like there are so many voices just immediately responding knee-jerk to everything that it doesn't add too much to the conversation for me to be another voice just every single week jumping onto it unless I have something processed and thought out well to say. I don't want to waste your time. There's too much media in this current media landscape. Does every podcast need to be weekly? I would like the podcast to be weekly in the future whenever necessary, whenever I have the time, whenever it feels right. But does it need to be weekly constantly? Big TV shows with staffs of 100 people take many weeks off every year. I got no staff. On this podcast, other than the good man, Declan, who processes it for me in the UK. But to produce it and record it, it's just me. Me and my trusty recorder. I don't don't know why you guys are so mad. Are you mad? I don't even know if you are mad. Because I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I'm talking into the podcast. And then you're hearing it through your ears. And it makes it hard for me to hear. Because you're not talking. It's hard to hear people when they don't talk. And that's just facts. That's just the facts, ma'am. But do I need to be one more voice hopping into the fray? Okay, I will. The big story, obviously, in everybody's minds. Life of Kylie. Kylie Jenner reality show. Off to dismal ratings. I think we know that. I think it's clear that the ratings could be better. I think... That she's scrambling. She's been posting a lot of semi-nude selfies on the Instagram and other places on the social media. And i got to be honest with you, um, it's making me less likely to watch. Because that's the only chance I would watch the show is to get a glimpse of her attractive body. It has been sculpted carefully by surgeons to create the very look that she now you know, sells advertising on. I think the Kardashians should start putting ads on their body. They should start auctioning off tattoos of brand names onto their asses. I mean, think about it, people. It's the logical next step. They could be like race cars plastered in ads, only very hard to remove the ads. Call it ass ads. Ass ads. The ass ad regime. The Assad regime. And I'm not talking about Syria. I'm talking about the new Kardashian money-making strategy as pioneered by Kris Jenner and her ex-husband, Caitlin Jenner, who is a woman. Because the world is sometimes confusing, but also evolving in certain ways. Not in every way. Um... As the real major story of the week and month and fucking century, I will get to in five seconds, but before I go on to a very long tirade about it, allow me to just quickly get some business out of the way. Only three weeks left in the idiot test season, three weeks of new episodes only, and... Please watch every Wednesday, ten nine central on GSN Game Show Network. Two back to back episodes every week. So we have six episodes left. Only you missed last week. Joey Fatone was on. One of the Backstreet Boys, or was he an in in sync? He might have been a ninety eight degrees guy. I'm not certain. I enjoyed his band, The Spice Girls. I don't know. Listen, Joey has become a, a pal of mine. He's a very nice man. I hope he's not offended by those jokes. I don't believe he will. The fat one will not be offended. Will he be offended by me saying that? I don't think he will. Why? Because his Twitter bio calls himself the fat one. And in a great sense of humor that he has, he opened a, a hot dog restaurant called Fat Ones. Because Fatone spells fat one, if you don't aren't in on that joke, from the 90s. I don't even know if that's when they were popular. Was it the 2000s? I think it was on the cusp. I think it was the cusp of both the night, late 90s and the early 2000s when frosted tips were cool. And I was still in school. So there's that. But So that's one order of business. Two, uh, listen to Last Week on Earth. That's this podcast. You're already doing that. So congrats on succeeding on that one. Um, the Glebe Squad Tour. Um, we are going to be adding more dates. But the only three currently scheduled dates that are left um, right now are September 7 through 10 in Tampa, Florida at Side Splitters Comedy Club. And then only one-night-only one show at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco on October 12th. And then one-night-only one show at the Columbia City Theater in Seattle, Washington on October 20th. You can get tickets to all of it at Glebe.com. I know I always say BenGlebe.com, but it's also Glebe.com. I have both. I figure it's a little shorter to say the shorter one. I'm all about time-saving Fs these days. Fs is short for efforts. In case y'all was wondering, was y'all wondering? Was y'all wondering? Was Buzz Aldrin? Buzz Aldrin, second man to walk on the moon? I think you understand the fact that I've become a little loony in these three months that we've been apart, mostly because of the world and because of my brain deteriorating into lunacy. So I'd say I'd give it 50% of both of those. I also have a very exciting piece of news about a TV show that is maybe in some ways more in line with this podcast's goal and co- subject matter that I will be hosting. Um, well, I can't announce it just yet, but next week, if I do another podcast next week, I will announce it. Um, but before I get to the true big story of the week, allow me to share a... a uh, a fairly serious piece of personal news that I'm sharing with you guys, the brain trust first, because it's a brain trust. And we've been, you know, listening to this podcast and you guys have been on this long ride with me for over six years now. And I always share the important things of my life with you before anybody else knows it. And I will be as a public service, largely announcing this, to my greater my wider social media audience greater in size not quality um in the next few days but I wanted you guys to hear it first um I'm having surgery on on Wednesday of next week which makes it I think probably pretty unlikely that I will have a podcast out again next week although perhaps I'll do it I'll record it Tuesday night before depends of you know what sort of mental zone I'm in or mental space. But, um, I'm having surgery for a tumor, a benign tumor. Thank God that I have under my left ear in my parotid gland, which is your saliva gland. Um, fairly large sized tumor. And thank goodness it is non cancerous. Like I said, it's, it's benign. Um, about, about an inch all around under my ear. But it was advised to me one year ago when I discovered this to get it removed by doctors because while it's benign, that sort of tumor grows, and as it grows, if left untreated for a number of years, for 10 years or so, it has like a 10 to 15% chance of becoming cancerous, and if so, it's a very, very aggressive cancer, and it's very hard to treat. So you don't want to let it get to that point. But doctors felt fairly confident that I had some time, so I've spent the last year since that diagnosis trying everything on God's green earth to get rid of it with alternative methods to get rid of it through Western medicine to, I'm sorry, through Eastern medicine to get rid of it through meditation, which I was never able to develop a real practice of because I'm too busy and distracted and riddled with focus in a thousand places. And I, you know, meditated for like three or four days straight and I couldn't continue consistently. I was taking cold showers. Not sure what that was for. Maybe for, for the rampant erections, and that's a whole separate issue. But my erections are rampant. That's not true. I wish that was true. Uh I tried supplements. I did all kinds of Ayurvedic supplements and vitamins and daily supplements. I was taking like 15 or more, more pills a day trying to make the thing shrink on its own, disappear on its own. I was trying to finally regulate my sleep pattern, which I did a little bit successfully but largely very unsuccessfully. Like is going to bed at two or three instead of four or five successful? I think probably not. As you can see, I've also abandoned that because right now it's five or six a.m. and I'm recording this at five or six a.m. A sip of water. So I did many other things, tried guided visualizations about shrinking tumors, about health running through your body. I, uh, There was other things I'm not even remembering right now, but I tried a great, Oh, a lot more. I changed my diet. I became vegan for the last three months and no white flour and zero sugar for one month, zero sugar, even in fruit other than a little bit of blueberries here and there because they are a little glycemic. So thank you all for that. The makers of blueberries is the y'all therein referred to. I tried, uh, then I went back to just fruit sugar and no other sugars. While being vegan. And I have now abandoned all of that stuff basically. I'm still not eating sugar really. But the rest of it I've abandoned. Because I'm having, I'm having the surgery. So I'm having the surgery. And um, it's a pretty pretty safe procedure. Very safe I would like to say. I believe that's true. It is um, a very high success rate. And I found two of the best doctors in the world. That I could find to do it. Two surgeons. Um, at the center in Beverly Hills. Dr. Larian, Dr. Babak Larian, and will be the surgeon who will be removing the tumor and a decent portion of my gland around it to prevent it recurring. And then Dr. Babak Azizadeh, both Babaks in the very uh, unlikely twist of events, but um, he's the facial um, reconstruction guy and nerve preservation guy who... We'll be focusing to make sure that the facial nerve, which runs through the parotid gland, does not get damaged so that I'm still able to, like, talk and, you know, do a podcast, for example, and, like, have a face that's presentable on television and operates normally, which is sort of key to my career. Um, and then um, he'll make sure that my face looks the same once the surgery is done because there will be a divot. On the side of my face created by removing the tumor and part of the gland. hope it's not too graphic for any of you. I'm trying to keep it non-graphic-y, but this next sentence is a little bit graphic. Um, to replace that divot, they will be most likely, um, if not able to push over, they'll most likely be cutting uh, a muscle in the back of my neck and um, flapping that part over onto, under my ear, to be where the divot will be, so my face looks normal and the same, hopefully. Uh, Hopefully I come out looking the same, or at least like Justin Bieber, one of those two, because I'm trying to make peace with that feud, even though not really, because it still angers me from deep inside. And so I'm torn with both the anger of A Thousand Summers and also the joy of the thighs of Suzanne Summers. So I'm torn between those two lovers. I think you understand that. It's a struggle we all go through, you know, between summers and summers. Spelled differently, of course, at B. Woodbury, you know what I'm saying? Bridget, what up, yo? How you doing, girl? Okay. What up? Chris Carter at UK Brain Trust, the British Bureau of this podcast. Sorry, I still am not doing a thunder round today with our fun stories. But I'll get to it. I think it's asleep pretty soon. Why am I doing that really annoying voice? It's almost like hints of uh what's her name? Uh uh Phyllis Cobbler. What the hell's her name? It's been so long I don't even remember the name of the, the uh a racist butter chef. What the hell's wrong with my brain? I can't remember the racist butter chef's name Mmm You can't remember my name, man. You can sure do my voice still, but you can't remember my name. No, I don't remember your name right now. That's really fucking weird. Well, that's bothering the hell out of me. Maybe it'll pop back in my head at some point during the rest of this podcast. But, um, uh, so then I'll be sewn back up and it's two weeks of recovery and I should be fine after that. I will have a drain coming out of me, the back of my neck for four, four days, which seems really unpleasant. Uh, but my lovely girlfriend's gonna be taking care of me, and probably my parents to a degree too, because my mom, my parents are very loving. My mom, you know, is a, a Jewish mother who, um is very, is, is very Jewish motherly. And with that comes an amount of pampering that is embarrassing. And I'm gonna be very upfront about that. I always have been. No, I haven't. I have been, sort of. You know, they're a great podcast guests, but you, they don't get to make you soup when you listen to the podcast. That's the benefit only I get. And I'm sorry. Podcast technology has not evolved to that point just yet. And that's just the reality. The reality of the situation. Okay? Jookie dookie. So, snapple dapple, this brings me to the real uh, big story of the millennium. Uh, the president of the United States uh is officially now i mean it's we've known it throughout the campaign that he was dog whistling to racists and white supremacists and we knew that he said a mexican judge uh could not be a fair judge just because he's mexican we knew that he wanted to build this wall because mexicans according to him are rapists because he's never been to mexico and realized how lovely they are and they just make great tacos and sell you, you name on a grain of rice and other great stuff they do i want to say it's just those too. they also sell chiclets and also have normal jobs like every other job, but also do those things I mentioned. Great Bart Simpson ceramic statues as well, but also like every normal job, like accountant and doctor and lawyer and stuff. Um, abogado, as they say in Spanish, abogado, abogado. Uh, we knew that he put in the White House that he encur- you know encouraged a lot of uh, violence and anger towards Black people at his rallies. We knew a lot of stuff that he was doing that was uh, really not cool. And then we we became president. He put Steve Bannon as chief advisor. and Steve Bannon's a white nationalist. We saw that and we thought, but maybe the president is still not racist. Maybe he just likes to have racists nearby so you can keep an eye on them. That's what we thought. And Stephen Miller, the guy who, you know, as as, um, uh, uh, what's wrong with me in remembering names today? As last week, tonight, John Oliver, uh, said, looks like a minion. And he does. Looks like a minion. I'll grant him that. And a lot of other people in his administration that are of questionable, uh, moral character. And But we didn't know for sure what was really in the president's heart until this week when there was a racist march, a march by members of the KKK, neo-Nazis, and white supremacists, a meeting, a blending of the alt-right, a coming together of the alt-right, as they like to call it, and at that rally... The night before with torches, walking through tiki torches, which I have in my backyard and I do not appreciate that their name has been stained. Um, and then the next day, protesting the removal of the about to happen removal of a statue of Robert E. Lee, the Confederate general, and the renaming of his park. And, but really using that as an example, as an excuse to congregate and show that they're not just ridiculous, ignorant, internet memes, but instead that they are um, people who can go to parks and be angry at parks and at public squares. And the president, oh, by the way, I failed to mention um, a small point. Um, crazy violence broke out between them and the people who were against Nazism, and white supremacism, and believe people are equal. (laughs) Crazy folks. Believe in people are equal to other people, which I think is obviously, we know is, in today's America, is a silly concept. And, tragically, one of the members of the protest, the racist side of that protest, Uh, was in a car and sped it up randomly into a crowd of people and killed a young woman named Heather Heyer, which is so sad. And 19 others were injured, some very badly, people sent flying into the air. And the president thought it was a good idea to put the blame on both sides to blame both sides for the Nazi rally, both the Nazis and the anti-Nazis, both the white supremacists and those who think being a white supremacist isn't cool. person thinks, eh, hey, they're both bad, thinks it's okay to be a hate group, and that Americans should just tolerate it and allow it to be. And I personally would like to go on record as saying that I think the president is right. I think the president is all right on that. I think the president knows what he's talking about because he's our leader. He's going to bring jobs. He's going to make America great again. I think it's up to the president of the United States to determine what that means. And if the president thinks America is greater by encouraging the uprising of Nazis and white supremacists, and they'd been squashed to an incredibly quiet publicly, embarrassed of their beliefs publicly, uh, tiny, tiny, tiny minority that didn't much make public scenes anymore or intimidate people in real life. And he thinks America's great again by enabling them to come out of the shadows onto the streets and to kill people, uh, for no reason at all. And I think it's good. I think that the pre- we, ha- we have to trust our president. You know, we're Americans and he's the American president like Michael Douglas was in that movie with the net bending. And we have to, you know, trust anybody's president to make the right calls. And Trump's always shown good, good decision making skills. I mean, you know, he was in home alone and then did the apprentice show and, you know, failed some businesses along with succeeding in some businesses. And so I think it's clear he's always right 100% of the time, even though the examples I just mentioned as, you know, mostly bad decisions. Um, I think it brings up a broader question. Is it so bad to be racist? I don't think so. Is it so bad to hate other groups of people who are good people that are living their lives and Cause you no harm and just want to be treated fairly. No. It's your right. It's free country. You can hate whoever you like and you can actively try to oppress them and you can believe the country should become all white. Even though it never was all white and it was built by, by black people, by slave labor, black people who were brought here against their will and, and were owned like property. Um, I think if that's what started the country and it's how it was built, that kind of racism, I mean, why stop now, even though we've progressed much past it and, you know, it made those people become a fringe group that were still trying to get back to their glory days of racism and, you know, subjugating other people that weren't like their, you know, pasty white selves. Um, Why not go back just for nostalgia? The president seems to think it's cool. And again, he's our president. You know, granted, it's a little strange for an orange man to be a white supremacist because he's not white. He's orange. A little bit similar to a brunette, dark-haired little man with a tiny little funny little Charlie Chaplin mustache named Hitler saying that only blonde, blue-eyed Aryans are the master race because he, wa- he, he, he wasn't blonde and blue-eyed. Do you see the analogy there? But both strong leaders, strong guys who really knew what they wanted. One wanted to make Germany great again. One wanted to make America great again. Similar slogans, okay? Both loved doing motions with their hands. Okay, I like to do motions with my hands. That's what I do. It's part... Of who I am and what I do. Okay. Heil Trump. Those of you who don't understand extreme sarcasm and satire. I would like to undo that by being very blunt and saying I was fucking joking. Our president is a deplorable human being. He should be thrown in prison. He should absolutely be removed from office immediately. We as Americans need to think of something we can do to make this happen as fast as possible. The man has made it his mission from day one in office to use as much disregard for humans and for his fellow Americans as possible as much disregard for the planet as possible. In every way, he seems to try and succeed at choosing the position that is the most offensive and egregious towards harmony and the most taking us backwards that he can. The dude is like, if there was a sound effect for Donald Trump, it would be kind of from taking us backwards, you understand like how how like garbage trucks and stuff when they go backwards you, you guys got it. I'm sure I didn't need to explain it. I'm sorry for that as well. Sorry for a lot of things, our president and explaining the beeping noise joke I just made, but they're they're you know they're in the end they're kind of similar because both are taking us backwards um that was always inherent in Make America Great Again, right? Saying it's not great anymore, but that it used to be, and some undefined time he never said when it was great. So I've been joking in my stand-up for a long time. He wants to like build a time machine, like in back to the future and bring us back to 1955. Oh, and we had a lot of racism, more overtly, out in the public square than we do now. So to clarify fully that I was being sarcastic, Racism is very bad. Is that a sentence I should have to fucking say? In America in 2017? On August 16th? Is that something I need to say out loud? Racism is bad? Should I continue with this? Elementary lesson of fucking morality? Nazis are bad too. Did you write that down? Donald Trump supporters, do you still support this man? Who's making me explain white supremacists ain't good. A-I-N apostrophe T to be properly spelled. Those who come out and protest against hate groups like this are not the same as those who are the hate group. Because one is a hate group, and the word hate's a bad word. Hate equals bad. Did you get that down? I'll give you a second. And so anti-hate equals good, on account of opposites, and on account of good and evil, being things that are real. There's some gray in this world. This ain't one of them. So the president of the United States of America, a nation that used to evoke such pride in all of us and in the world, is being so tarnished and stained and crumpled and torn every day by this man. Because I don't think I've even, I'm not sure if I've podcasted since he took us out of the Paris Climate Accords. literally agreed to by almost every major and minor country in the planet to save the planet from the dire crisis we are facing, he decides to put a cherry on top of that and say let's also stir up racism and tell white supremacists and neo-Nazis around the country you got my permission, you're equally as valid to make a bunch of noise as people who are against you? Who are for good values? Who are for loving other humans and other American citizens? Are you fucking kidding me? In America? The great shining city on the hill? The beacon of Reagan's great shining city on the hill? Reagan, the Republican hero? The beacon of hope for the planet? This is what we're allowing this man to do? Allowing our nation to be associated with? So he comes out and had written for him a statement saying, We condemn this violence, hatred, and bigotry. And then he improvises, the great improviser, like he's Wayne Brady of presidents, like he's the Wayne Brady of presidents, comes out and says, On all sides. On all sides. And there are many. On many sides. First of all, there's not many, there's not many sides. How many sides does a triangle have? Two? As my theme song so deeply posits. There's just two sides to this. Racist assholes and those who are not racist assholes. And one side of those is good and one side of those is evil. And our president equated them and said they're both equally good or evil. Was then, after 48 hours of silence and outrage across the nation on both sides of the aisle, both sides of the political spectrum, both sides of the country and parts of the country, the inner and the outer, the north and the south, comes out and reads a statement he's forced to read condemning neo-Nazis the KKK literally has to say this and white supremacists and still had to throw on there. I condemn I condemn neo-Nazis, the KKK, white supremacists and a lot of other groups had to throw a lot of other groups in there. Just to still say, "There's all, you know, you guys are as good as, as bad as also like people who, who like are, are too into Walmart, like addicted to Walmart shopping. Fucking moron this guy is. But beyond that, a really dangerous, dangerous, dangerous man who's eroding the very fabric of our nation every single day. Oh, is that all? Oh, is that it? Just eroding, just eroding the, the very fabric? Oh, that's not such a big deal. Yes, that's a very big deal. That's the very fabric. Without the very fabric, you're walking around like a naked country. People do not respect the country don't wear clothes. Yeah, to wear clothes... When you're a country. That's why we have flags to drape over ourselves. Because it gets chilly. When you're naked and racist. Does that make any sense? I hope it did. So, then the president, while well, come came out and condemned me, because he was forced to the next day, just yesterday, had an impromptu, kind of a fun, improvised 15 minutes of questions where he quintupled down on saying that, just off the top of my head, a little summary of what he said. He agrees, he believes, it doubles down, that 100% both sides are very much to blame. There's very fine people on both sides. The President of the United States said there's very fine people who are white supremacists, white nationalists, Nazis, and members of the KKK, very fine people. That both sides were to blame for coming to fight. That the alt-left, a term he made up, is as guilty as the alt-right. Again, a racist group that wants an all-white country. I mean, are you, are you fucking joking? Is this a joke? Is this real life? David after dentist literally, I think, has spoken the ethos of any thinking and moral person in our country right now. Is this real life? I don't know if it is. I can't believe that it is. The president went on and on to say that he didn't think that the statue should be removed of Robert E. Lee, The man who fought to keep slavery alive as the planet and our nation evolved beyond it. He said, I understand there's going to be more statues taken down. What's next? Taking down a George Washington statue? Because he owned slaves? A Thomas Jefferson statue because he owned slaves? Yeah, because that was unfortunately the very terrible history of our nation. That was ingrained in what our nation was when we started They didn't fight to keep slavery. They created the constitution, the basis of the country that was able to enable us to move past slavery. They didn't fight and spill the blood of thousands of Americans fighting to keep owning slaves when people finally evolved past that in this country. And fought to literally split our nation in two. They didn't do that. They built the nation. Not that they were perfectly innocent. But he's he's equivocating between the leader of the Confederacy with the first leader of American general. Who's he the president of this guy? What's he trying to do? This ties into the Russia stuff, I realize, very likely as well, because... He's just trying to undermine all stability in our country, all being seen by the world as the noble guys that we've become we had become. People look to us for moral guidance and leadership, and he is trying at every chance to rip it away from us, like a rip cord being ripped. I don't know rip terminology as well as I should. i would never been trained in, in Rip Dynamics or Rip, 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 rippy Ripley's Believe It or Not, Edgar Allen Ripley. Those aren't names. Why is he doing this? Is he just the worst double agent of all time? How bad is this P tape the Russians might have? And I don't mean to digress into that unproven thing either, because this is a very provable thing, so maybe the Russian thing isn't real in the end. This is very real. This is 15 minutes of video of the president over and over and over again saying to the country and to the world and to all these hate groups, your opinion is valid, as valid as those who are against you. And now already, these hate groups are planning marches and protests now in Berkeley and in many other cities around the country. This is going to be springing up now all over the United States of America, a nation based on immigrants, entirely built of immigrants. A nation that's always been a refuge for people seeking hope. A nation that... my grandparents came to after surviving the horrors of the Holocaust, after Adolf Hitler and the Nazi motherfuckers and all of the assholes and motherfuckers that were complicit and quiet like so many of our leaders are being right now and did not stop it when they had a chance, when it was small, when it was starting and allowed that regime, to get so out of control, they were able to kill 6 million Jews based just on their religion and 9 million people in total, including gypsies and many other groups that they didn't deem to be as pure. How disgusting a fucking word to use to separate human beings. As good as them, they didn't value, consider them to be. And so they murdered them, slaughtered them in horrible ways that I will try to avoid repeating right now on this comedy podcast, which I apologize sometimes veers off of comedy on account of, oh, just the world crumbling. Oh, is that all? Just the word crumbling and crumbling? Both words. But I must finish the point at least. The Nazis killed on both sides of my family, my grandparents' family, my family, my ancestors. Killed my grandfather's four brothers and his parents. Never saw them again. He was put into a labor camp in Siberia. I've talked about him before on this podcast. Became a leader in the camp. Finally got released made his way back through the most impossible challenges in the world to reunite with my grandmother who was in China, reunite with her in Israel, give birth to my father, and eventually his brother moved to the United States because that's where they knew they had to get where they would be safe from persecution, from small thinking, from racism, at least to that degree, from anti-Semitism. And literally today, marching on the streets of America, are neo-Nazis and white supremacists saying, Jews will not overtake us. We're not trying to overtake you, bro. What are you so worried about? Do you see a lot of Jews carrying guns in the streets? Shouting white lives matter to black lives matter. Counter protesters. People online on my Twitter all over the place making ridiculous false equivalencies between black lives matter and hate groups like neo-Nazis and the KKK and white supremacists. Black lives matter is not a supremacist group. You fucking dolts. You dumb, dumb humdrums. Black Lives Matter doesn't say black people are better than white people. It says their lives just matter equal to white people. It's completely different. Do you not even understand basic math? Basic morality? guess you don't, obviously. Or you just believe every fucking talking point fed to you by Drudge Report and Alex Jones InfoWars and Fox News, which should literally be locked down, shut down and most of those people locked up for being traitors to their nation. Simply to curry favor of the president. And with a party that is continually defining itself over and over again, simply by marginalizing people in need. Pushing those in need to the bottom so they can keep more for their greedy selves. But even that isn't as low as where we've just finally gotten. The President of the United States literally, almost essentially coming out as a white supremacist. And if many members of his staff at the White House and many members of his Administration, do not resign for this. They are complicit, just like those Germans that allowed this kind of hateful, insane thinking to arise. Plus, I didn't ever watch The Apprentice, but I I looked stupid. So we must stop it. We have to stop this. How do we do it? I'm not exactly sure. But I think there must be mass protests, the likes of which our country has not seen, to oh, stop this. I don't know that one. I didn't talk to you, Alexa. I never said a word to you, darling. Alexa, how can we stop President Trump? Hmm, I don't know that one. I know, I just said it's hard to figure out, but... Oh, boy. Alexa, will you march with me? Hmm, I don't know that one. You don't know a lot this morning, do you? It's confusing times, I grant you, plus you're a robot and have limited vocabulary. I'll have Alexa end us with a joke maybe in a moment when this thing is done, but we have to stop this, right? Obviously we do. Come on, brain trust. Be Glebers, friends of benefits, the gleeb of extraordinary gentlemen, the gleeb squad, the gleeb mob, the Globlets. Be a mob and stand up for what's right. The Schusterman Foundation, an organization, the organization that sent me to Israel, which by the way, I have a podcast coming out soon. That I recorded in Israel a month and a half ago which just takes on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict in a very direct way. And I interviewed um, Israelis and Palestinians, tour guides on both sides, regular people as well, telling you many different perspectives on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, trying to dive into that, that I will get to editing together and putting to you soon because it's a bunch of interviews I did separately. But... The Schutzman Foundation has one solution where they are creating an event this Friday that I hope I'm able to attend one of where um, they're calling it Join Us Together at the Table. It's called Together at the Table, a global grassroots Shabbat celebrating unity and diversity where they're encouraging people to have a Shabbat dinner and invite people to have discussions about inclusiveness and diversity and Standing up against this kind of insanity. To address the deep painful divides in our communities. Um, and. You can pledge to host one of these. By going to. I wonder if I can get the website up. Probably could have loaded it before. But I just realized this thought during the moment. Remembered this thing they're doing. And so I'm trying to load it. And it won't load. And so, how do I load it? I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm a Luddite, okay? I'm I'm pretty good at technology, but the moment I'm I'm. I'm, oh, I see, now it's opening. OneTable.org is helping organize it. So, it's just OneTable.org slash together at the table. Go there, and you can pledge to host a Shabbat this Friday, or just a dinner. It's the 18th through 20th. So maybe you can be part of that. Um, I unlikely will be able to do it to host one myself because I have to travel to New York Saturday morning for this show that I will announce very soon that also hopefully will be helping impact the world in some positive way. But I digress. That's one thing that you can do. And another thing that you can do is we need to figure out how to stop this. And I think a, a march, maybe a protest the likes of which we've never seen, perhaps Hundreds of thousands of people, if not up into the up into the millions, if we can, camp out even in d c in numbers so big that the police could not disperse them, could not disperse us, maybe around our capitol buildings in every city, and those who can get to d c can maybe we just camp out and just demand that our Congress impeach this man. Or use Article 25 to prove he's mentally unfit to be president, which is a way to circumvent the official impeachment process. But any Republican that wants to get reelected in the face of this man saying the things that he has said must now stand against him. The time for politics is over with regards to this, with regards to this president. The time for hoping that because he's a Republican, he'll get your agenda through to lower taxes on rich people. Now is not the time you impeach him or remove him from office in some way. You will get Mike Pence still as president. He'll pass your agenda. This guy clearly isn't passing your agenda anyway. He's passing no major legislation whatsoever. And he is damaging our country greatly and embarrassing you and probably risking your own continued political careers the longer you back this man because we are all turning on him. So if you have a good conscience and you're in political power, you stand up against him and you stop him and you take him out of office. If you have a voice, use it. An audience, use it to stand up for something. Stand against this evil orange buffoon. He's like the, the bad Cheeto guy in the Cheeto commercials. Is there a bad Cheetah guy? I think I remember that. I'm not positive. It's now almost six in the morning and I'm tired. Not that tired, but I should go to sleep at some point so I can have a normal day. Um, I can't even remember now that I said normal day. It made me think about the upcoming surgery. I don't remember if earlier I, I was so anxious to get to the Trump stuff that I don't know if I put a button on the thing, basically the button on the surgery thing, is I'm going to be fine. Don't worry about me. I'm going to be all good. I'll update you guys as soon as I can. You can look on my social, and you'll see it'll be all good. But, um, you know, i got to do what i got to do. And the the public service message of it, and I'm sorry for the tangent, but I had to put a button on this, was you need to check yourself for tumors. And not just in the normal places people check, which is their breasts or their testicles for dudes. you got to check, just like when you're showering... Check your body, run your fingers all over your face and your neck and your chest and your body and your arms and just check all over, periodically, not every single shower of course, but every f- f- six months, check yourself and if you feel any weird thing there that doesn't seem normal, go to the doctor, get it checked out, because if you catch it early, if there is a cure for cancer, it's catching it early. If there is a cure for tumors that could become bad, it's catching it early. So be responsible adult, take care of your business, get rid of the thing, and you'll be able to live on and be all good and keep fighting the resistance. Can't fight the resistance. People die. If you die, you can't fight. It's one of the basic rules of physics. So back to what I'm saying. Let's try to create a way finally to say enough is enough in a protest of a scale the likes of which we have never seen. To tell this orange man to go back to Cheeto Dust Planet or to go back to the the rat hole that he came up, that he grew up in or his little golden room. Let him keep his golden room. I take it back. He should be in prison. But first things first, whether he gets to live free or not is not the issue at all. The issue is whether we get to live free in this nation built on freedom and built on being a melting pot and a refuge For people of all backgrounds, all races, all creeds, all colors Even Apollo Creed Was welcome in America And he's a fictional character That's how inclusive we are So that's it for now I think It's been a while This has been Over 50 minutes Let's get to work We've got to resist this guy and prove as soon as we can back to the world, back to all oppressed groups, most importantly back to ourselves that we are good, that we can look in the mirror and feel pride when we look directly in our own eyes at who we are and what we do with our lives. And then it would be so nice once that happens... I can get back to being being even sillier on this thing, talking more about the Kardashians, and I do still think the ads on the ass is a pretty decent idea. I feel like yeah, I'll place an ad, I'll take a Last Week on Earth ad on one of their asses. But please let this just be a podcast name and not us heading towards that. With in addition to this Last Week, he became so reckless with just fire talk. Reckless, angry, bellicose, aggressive talk that we seemed on the brink of maybe a nuclear war with North Korea. That was just last week. And this week, we have a resurgence of Nazism. This guy's got to go quite a, quite a streak. Enough's enough. If there is one. Until last week, next week. This has been Last Week on Earth. I love you. Bye.